everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Uh, and what we're working on this time is more Eternals pickups, and we have brought back uh, from the... We we got on the little communication sphere, and we teleported our minds billions of light years away, and we said, "Hey Tony, what you doing?" Hey hey guys, hey Tony, how's the how's the Glad progress going? Uh, are you protecting Earth from deviants just fine? It's oh yeah, no, no it's going it's great. Going bad. It's, uh, I mean, it's going great. Oh, it's I mean, great. it's going great. James, we talked about this beforehand. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm kind of getting mixed messages here. Like, do I? <laughs> it's uh. <clears throat> so Tony, we are back, um, moving swiftly away from pro any progress reports uh, <clears throat> as they are. No, um, we're very excited to have you back, Tony. Thanks for for, I'm for very excited us. to be back. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, today we're talking about Eternals again, and we're starting at twenty three eighteen, and we're going through to twenty four fifty six. Here is the lengthy, and I try to keep this short, uh, synopsis of what goes what goes on. What happens? That's the one. Um, Ajax goes down to the to the domo. My autocorrect changed to the dome, which is a different thing. Ajax goes down to the domo where Fastos is working, and Sprite and Druig are watching. She gets after Fastos because he worked all night instead of partying, but he's too excited to deal with that because he has invented the steam engine. He wants to give this technology to the Babylonians to help them till till their fields faster. Sprite says it will freak them out. Druig adds that they've only had the wheel for a thousand years. They argue a bit before <laughs> Fastos gives in and scraps the steam engine in favor of the much simpler plow. Cersei shows up and says that there's a new group of people in the northern fields that will make good use of the invention of the new invention. Ajax says that humans might not be progressing very quickly, but the things they discover as they do advance will be amazing. Colin, she's talking about us, I just realized. They're <laughs> yeah. not advancing quickly, yeah. but there's some amazing things we're going to discover. That's so true, yeah, because we, the, the best part about this show, Tony, is that we get into a time period, uh, once we hit AD, basically, we hit a time period and we think, surely we'll be out of here soon, and then seven months later, we're like, and now finally moving to the next year. The next year, year. Yeah. yeah, right. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly just the... Uh, that that was that one was actually just Kevin Feige writing a line and dropping it in for us, and then say, "And can you sure. read that one directly into the camera for yeah, us?" Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and can you put on this this timeline scavenger's hat, please? And yeah, oh, I said absolutely not, um, <laughs> because she has class. Um, how can I get? Hey, listen, I know you listen to the podcast, so how can I get you a hat? Let me know. Uh, sound like, like you know, I I will you know listen free hat. I'll send it to you. Sounds... I'll get it in the mail this week. Are you talking to me or Salma Hayek? Uh, both. You know what? Oh, both. sure. I'll take yeah. a free hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have some thoughts about the wheel, the plow, and the steam engine. It sounds like I'm starting an Aesop's Fable about technology, but I'm not. <laughs> sounds like you're starting a prog rock band. Yeah. <laughs> the, we the wheel, the plow, and the steam engine are three of the greatest albums in a in a, a triptych by uh, '80s supergroup. Uh, fast. I think it's interesting that we all went different ways because in my head I was thinking it's the start of like one of those jokes that's like a priest, a rabbi, and a you know reverend. Uh, a wheel, a plow, and yeah. a steam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all walk onto a farm. <laughs> the wheel says, "Let's roll." Um, 
All right, I can dig it. Steam engine goes. Okay, so here's so the claims made in this episode are one, civilization has had the wheel for a thousand years. Two, the steam engine is way too advanced for these people. They will fear this futuristic technology. And three, the plow is not that. <laughs> it's not fearful. Sure. It's not anything. So I did some. I did a little bit of research, and and it turns out that uh, there are precursors of wheels called tournets, which are basically mm. kind of it looked like millstones. It says they're made of stone or clay and secured to the ground with a peg in the center. But you had to it like it was like no power steering. Like you had it took a lot of effort to turn them. Uh, that was fifth millennium BCE. And that was the Middle East, so it's what we're talking about. Sure. True potter's wheels, which are free, freely spinning and have a wheel and axle mechanism, were developed in Mesopotamia uh, by 4200 or 4000 BCE. Um, in Mesopotamia, depictions of wheeled wagons found on clay tablet pictographs and at the Iana district of Uruk in the Sumerian civilization are dated 3500 to 3350 BCE. Um, and the invention of the spoked wheel is set around 2200 to 1550 BCE. So my first conclusion, if Druig is talking about the spoked wheel, math checks out so far. Yeah. It's Pretty a lot time. of, of assumption to assume yeah. that he's talking about the spoked wheel, which is good. Cause I was like a thousand years feels like yeah, maybe bigger than that, but it was so, you know, it's the exact opposite of the Shang-Chi problem, right? Right. One one they they got those lines mixed up. One of them should be a thousand years, and one of those should be thousands of years. <laughs> but the thing is, is like you'll have to figure that one out on your own, listener. I'm sure you'll know based on all the context of every episode. But I sent the uh the that line replacement to the wrong email. Um, yeah. and so that's how those things happen. Um much quicker about the plow. Dating back to 4000 BCE, the first plows were basically pointed sticks that were pulled through the soil. Very few improvements were made to the plow over the centuries, but in 1837, the polished steel plow became a turning point for farming. That is from Karen Moyer at aghires.com. It is a career website that puts out information. I think it's, oh, it's uh, agriculture hires. So it's like a farming uh, career website that has cool information that we use for our Marvel show. Second conclusion, if Fastos is talking about the simple plow, he's 3,400 years late. Right. If he's talking about the polished steel plow, he's 2,300 years early. So he didn't invent shit. He's not. <laughs> no, he is just bad at history. Good at engineering, right. bad at history. Now, is it that, you know, they were taking care of Mesopotamia, Babylonia, and inventing that, and someone else somewhere else invented the same thing, and he's like, "Hey, great minds think alike." I mean, that's the only thing that that gets us out of this. But I he don't could think have, so. <laughs> he could have given the plow to other people previously. You know what well, I mean? Kind of tossed up. To we're done Across, with plows, and they toss their plows into the Mesopotamia because they they clearly move around right yeah. throughout civilization. So like, but here they're nothing, not though. Yeah, and 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 you just and you just made me realize like, did the Eternals just not know about Wakanda this whole time? Like, they're right. Yeah, it's it's thinking yeah. about Wakanda is a, is a rough. It's a rough thing to realize. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. But the other thing to think about there, hang on, I gotta get to the episode order. The uh meteorite would have crashed before they got to uh Earth. Right, so, right. So maybe So was Wakanda already hidden by this point? Yeah, I mean, well, hold on, Wakanda They didn't have hidden. like the 
they didn't have like the cloaking tech yet, but like they clearly okay. were like hiding themselves away by like having the border tribe kind this, of uh, people sure. away. 2988 BCE through 200 CE yeah. is where we're looking at. They hid themselves away. So right before this. Yeah. Okay. In terms of like all of time, like the Eternals finally make their way over there and like they're, they're like, a year too late, you know? Yeah, exactly. We had to have this old invitation. They're like, hey, is this still... Hello? Hello? Oh, yeah, we, we invented the steam engine 50 years ago. Where are you, where are you motherfuckers yeah. been? <laughs> um, and now, and perfect segue, let's talk about the steam engine, which was actually the most surprising. The first recorded rudimentary steam engine was the Aolo pile, Aeoli pile, uh, which Aeoli. is the Isle of Aeoli. Um, it was tasty as heck. Uh, described by Heron of Alexandria in first century Roman Egypt. Hmm. Several steam power devices were later experimented with or proposed, such as a steam jack, a steam turbine, uh, Thomas Savory's steam pump, Thomas Newt Coman's atmospheric, and I'm oh, sorry. In 17th century England, or sorry, in 1712, Thomas Newcomer's atmospheric engine became the first commercially successful engine using the principle of the piston and cylinder, which was the fundamental type of steam engine used until the early 20th century. Um, this steam engine was used to pump water out of coal mines, which leads me to my third conclusion. People were way more ready for steam engine than Ajax and Sprite and Druid yeah. gave them credit for. Well, that's still about 500 years or so. Or, sure, or six but or they six. treated it like that 20th century invention. Yeah. Steam engine. Or at least but, 18th century, I guess. Yeah, but. it's like, like it, it, Fastos wasn't suggesting that we give them like Wi-Fi. Like it was <laughs> a, a steam engine. Like They're like, yeah, they're like, hey, you know, the T-Mobile the sidekick won't even <laughs> exist for thousands of years. Like well, they're not ready for Wi-Fi. Well, I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, Fastos was being really belligerent and rebellious about his steam engine he's a real steampunk oh i, I love it one <laughs> very good two that is now headcanon i'm sorry anytime fastos isn't dressing dressing fancy and technologically <laughs> uh sort of wonky i don't accept that as fastos so uh get yeah. on that marvel um implications of this that i came up with and we can talk about it uh is fastos giving them these things before they would have gotten to inventing them themselves or are we saying that fastos is the reason that humanity had that technology at all that that is really it's something i feel like the movie goes out of its way not to overtly explain like it, it especially I mean, not to jump ahead again, but especially when it gets to the 40s. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it gets to that scene. If he's just getting them there faster, I I mean, I think there's some absolution there for him, but sure. he would disagree, I guess. I, I think that the way that they kind of tend to sort of, or at least from this particular scene, the way that I understood it, wasn't that he would necessarily walk up and say, here's this technology, take it. I think the idea would for him to be like, hey, I have this idea, let's work on it, and like kind of guide them to get to the same conclusions um, so that they can sort of problem solve this same thing that he has created. Um, the idea of essentially creating the plans and then planting those ideas with them uh, because you know they are supposed to help them move along, but I think that if they were to, again, kind of like the steam engine thing, just hand them a steam engine, like. I, they definitely sure. would be like, we don't have things that can even turn yet. What is this? You know, like, or like we barely learned. I'm sorry. I, I forgot. Uh, 
the assumption is we've just learned how to do steering, but we don't have power steering yet. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, we don't have like a, a Lincoln Continental from 1972 yet, you know, uh, as if they even know what that is. But I mean, um, like you don't have. Oh, OK, fine. Scraps it. So in this mindset, though, right, of him saying, I'm going to take the plow to the folks out in the fields, whatever, right? I have a question for you, Tony. This is what we call a question. My question for you is, is what invention in history would you want the credit for? Hmm. That is a good question. Uh, whew. You know what? It would be, it would be so badass to just be responsible for the invention of film. Just of of wow, movies yeah. in general. Just I, I if it, it, it that would be an amazing way to go down in the history books. Like you invented, you invented movies. You know that that would probably be mine. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Absolutely. For me, I don't know. Like a good candy bar, <laughs> like a real good candy bar. Like mm-hmm. like a, a ch- like like Snickers. <laughs> I see. Would you keep it as Snickers or would you change the name? James snickering at his own jokes is it'd be a small label, but it would mm. be people would people who know me would be like, yeah, people it's who didn't would be like, like weird name. But uh... so what you're saying is, is it would be, yeah, I would say it would be a lot like Pepsi in a way where it starts off as Brad's drink and then everyone goes, that's a, that lame is what that doesn't make sense. So then they shorten it uh to for the candy bar to be snickers and then for brad's drink it just becomes pepsi cola yeah that's a you know choice because it's pepsi for digestion i believe is is the is the story perhaps yeah well that does make sense i guess actually and then for me i think my invention would be marvel comics i i will be stanley uh did you know that stanley Colin Parker's name used to be Stan Lee. There you go. And that's what I'll be the one going, hey, true believers, you know. (laughs) Exactly. This is my new invention, Spider-Man. And someday (laughs) Tom Holland's going to be him and it's going to be great. Ooh, I like I like Stanley as prophet. That's a that's a yeah. fun little extra. That's a fun little idea. Yeah. No, I also, you know, I I don't want to toy around too much with that because I don't want him to be like, don't make me come down there, you punk, you know. So I think for an actual like invention though, I think uh the film one is really good and I hadn't really thought about that. I actually feel like if I truly understood it a little bit better and I should know it better because I've literally studied them and I use them almost every day, the microphone. I feel like it would be really cool to be like known as like the inventor of the microphone because then I could in history be like the father of podcasting essentially, you know? I, I have a, follow- a good one. And yeah, that is music. a very good one. I have a follow-up question about, about your two picks. How much of your name and which part of your name would you, would you say? Would you want like first name like uh, Tony Flix? Or like uh, hmm. something else. Like, do you want like how much of? Because like, I think Eastman did like camera film. Right, right. He didn't put any Eastman spin on the ball there for Kodak, I believe. So, how much would you would you have it be like me, where I'm branding the heck out of it? <laughs> I, I would probably name the first film projectors Gold Marks. Because would... like that's such a good thing. I was thinking that like 
either the projector or like calling it like something like the Goldmark standard kind of thing. I was like, that has such power behind the name, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, fun fact, um, a distant relative of mine by the name of, uh, this is true, a distant relative of mine by the name of Peter Goldmark actually invented LPs, actually invented vinyl records. You can look this up, Peter Goldmark, inventor of the LP, and uh, and he didn't name LPs Goldmark, so I'm going to, yeah. you know. Yeah, wow. I, I that would be that would be my goal is uh is is, is make up for his mistake in not branding <laughs> himself properly. Uh no, I I don't think I would no, I think that like it wouldn't necessarily be that the invention itself would have the name in it. I think like maybe the first brand might, you know, like maybe like, you know, you know, just call him Parker's, you know what I mean, like perhaps, you know, but at the same time, I just think the idea of like knowing that if I could go back in time and change like one thing and you look at the very first patent for microphones and like, instead of, and I actually, I did used to know this and I have completely forgotten the actual inventor all of a sudden, but like if instead of their name, it's just my name, I feel like that would be very cool. That would be very cool. Well, well, I know Thomas Edison claimed to invent like a dozen things, which none of which he actually did. Most of them he right. ripped off from Tesla or other people. It's like the Lion King. He simbed yep, exactly. the Kimba. Wasn't that the other episode, though? It's good to call back. We're yeah. calling back to previous episodes. I, I, I've actually got a couple more things to say about uh, this this second scene, if, if it's all right. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, well, first of all. It's a little weird that Fastos is just now, quote unquote, inventing the steam engine when they arrived on Earth in a fucking spaceship. <laughs> like, True story, yeah. Like, like, I mean, sure, we don't know if Fastos knows how the spaceship works, but he's had several millennia to figure it out. And, and that's his kind of thing. That's yeah, it's definitely way more complex than a steam engine, so... I think I that it, that's the whole thing about their them getting their memories erased. I think well, you know yeah, whatever perhaps. iteration, because I think it's like because the other thing is like okay, we just mentioned this in a previous episode, but the thing is like in the very first clip of this whole movie, right? Like they quote unquote all meet for the first time in the ship outside of Earth. Like they've all been on the ship, but just like inactive until like Arishem is like, all right, you're now like. We're here, right? As if he's driving the car and they're all asleep in the back seat. Uh, and they Put were your hoping shoes that they would get on, McDonald's. We're at Grandma's planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, and they, they're all hoping that they would stop through the McDonald's drive thru, but instead he's like, hey, we're here. Oh, Eric you know? stopped the McDonald's drive thru. Oh, he was got a, very one quiet. black coffee and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. uh, no, but he uh, basically, because then what happens is like they get up, they get quote unquote dressed. I mean, they're dressed, but they put on the, their, sure. their Eternals, you know, outfits. And then, they put in their little glowing orbs in their necks. Exactly. And then they walk up and like, she's like, it's beautiful, isn't it? And he just goes, I am Icarus. And like, <laughs> which is not a response. But like, that's a, that's how they've been doing this. So I'm assuming that what it is is that like, I think also the reason why he's so good at inventing is that he has invented some of this stuff before, but kind of like society sure. learning these things in time. I think he's relearning these things across time. I, yeah. I, I like to think that he's doing, you know, those apps that you can tell it what's in your pantry and it's like, all right, well, why don't you whip up a, you know, casserole or parfait or something. Yeah. Like it tells you what you, it, you give it what you have and it's like, all right, well, here's a recipe. Mm -hmm. I like to think that Fastos is like, all right, they have this, 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 and this. 
what can I do with that? And he sort of mixes mm-hmm. it together. And he's like, ah, steam engine. And they're like, no. He's like, fine. They could make a steam engine, though. They have all the pieces. Um, that, yeah. That's how I think. Because the idea that he's, like, conceptualizing it is challenging. True. Yeah. Because right. they've been, even if they they came into consciousness in 5000 BCE, they've been there for 4,500 years. I mean, is my math right on that? I did that, right? Right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Colin is a damper for my math skills, so it's, I don't understand. Um, But yeah, so like, they've been there for millennia. It's, yeah. I also want to point out, um, it's interesting that when Fastos is designing his inventions through these 3D holograms and he's manipulating them with hand gestures, he's designing his inventions pretty much the same way Tony Stark does. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know that Fastos retired after Hiroshima, but do you think maybe he might have put a word in two in Stark's ear at some point? Don't you think he would have visited Howard Stark? I do. Probably, I, or, or, yeah. or Tony, you know, either either one of them. <laughs> Coach Fastos at Tony's school is like, hey, good good work out there. By the way, you still inventing stuff? Here's some <laughs> ideas. Uh, now yeah, I want to I mean, see that. That's the next Disney yeah. Plus show I want. He, he sees the little little Tony Stark, and he goes, little hey, t- you know, I think it's great that you've got these paper things, but don't you think paper is constrictive? What <laughs> if you could just, you know, put it in front of him? And he, Tony's like, ha, could you imagine? He's like, ha, I can. <laughs> like He's like purposefully trying to push this kid in this direction, and like he's just not listening. He's like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, now I'm I'm... I'm going to watch this movie uh, differently now. So that's that's a good thing. That's a good yes. thing, um, though more challenging than uh, than I was I was realizing. Man, it is actually frustrating when he's like, "Look, I made this," and they're like, "Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah." They're not has. ready for it, man. It's it's the blade it's the Blade Runner of inventions. They're not going to be ready for it. You got to give it ten or twenty years. <laughs> Uh, that is all that I have. Tony, you got anything else uh, that will completely uh, swirl around in my head the way that I watch this movie? Or, um, Well, just that it's a little weird that Ajax says, you know, there's no telling what wonders they will discover as they advance, except they're not really discovering these things themselves. You're just kind of doing it for them. But, but you know, that that's part of the vagueness we were talking about earlier. Like, they, they go out of their way not to explain it too explicitly i think it's like parents when you're when the kids have a science fair project sure you know where the where the parents aren't doing the work you know what i mean but like they're doing the work you know what i mean i get you i've worked too long too long and hard on this thing for you to but it's got my name on it just stand over there over there (laughs) further (laughs) now i'm going to explain to you how you're going to explain this project to your teachers right right and remember you cannot tell them that i taught you this once again laziness makes you a better parent i'm writing a book on it that's uh that's <laughs> once again it rears its its beautiful lazy head um colin is that uh is that the cue to take us into some social media or for sure this is of course uh the end of not time but of this episode so uh, if you'd like to follow this podcast, you can follow the podcast at Timeline Scav. If you want to find the network, you can find us at Scavengers Net. If you want to find me, you can find me at Colin M. Parker. Uh, James, where can people find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at unabashedjames. Uh, the music at the beginning and end of this episode is made by Nick Bramald, who is at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D or nickbramaldcomposer.co.uk. And Tony, our beloved guest, uh, tell us where people can find you and your podcast. They can find me on Twitter at Tony Goldmark. And I forgot to bring this up. Uh, last week, but we, um, but I also have a Facebook uh, group you can join if you like, called Some Jerk with a Fan Club, and I've got a YouTube channel where among a, where I've got a bunch of videos about movies and theme parks and and a few scant episodes of my podcast, as well as all three seasons of my old web series Some Jerk with a Camera, which oh. um, which I highly recommend, which I put a lot of work into in the early 2010s, and uh, very proud of how it all turned out. So. Go check that out. And my podcast, Escape from Vault Disney, can be found wherever podcasts are available. Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, PipeDreamPodcast.com is kind of the, the makeshift network for it. But um, the, the, the gimmick of Escape from Vault Disney is that every week we cover something available on Disney Plus, chosen completely at random. A lot of movies, a lot of TV episodes, a series of shorts, the whole Megillah. If it's available on Disney Plus in America, we might cover it on the podcast. It's chosen um, usually completely at random, though occasionally we have uh, theme months and Patreon request months and, uh, and guest choice episodes, but mostly chosen at random. And in fact, March is going to be a theme month on the show. As we're recording this, I don't know what that theme's going to be. I can't wait to find out. And uh, and we've also done a bunch of Marvel episodes. We um, we recently did an episode on the Hawkeye finale. Uh, last year we did an episode on an uh, we did an episode on an episode of Loki. And we've also done episodes on the animated ser- on the 1981 Spider-Man animated series and the 1994 Fantastic Four animated series. So Fantastic. Marvel content, all uh, uh, so a bunch of Marvel content, obviously available on Disney Plus. So uh, go check that out. And if you feel like um, giving me a couple bucks or two, uh, Patreon.com/slash Tony Goldmark. Tony, thank you so much for, for joining us for these episodes. We are really, really uh, stoked to have you on. You were a great guest. And also, hey, uh, you know, thanks for uh, for being the spark. You know, this is this podcast wouldn't exist if you didn't like making lists. Well, I'm very, I'm very, very flattered. And thank you so much for having me on. This was this was a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. I'm Tony Goldmark. Excelsior! Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.